0: i'd like to welcome you all here this morning we'll begin the service we'll sing number 195 he whispers sweet peace to me 195 those ears that we can hear those sweet peace that he whispers to us that he is constantly there he says when I could not go on without him I know the world would overwhelm my soul when I could not see the right way to go when temptations o'er me roll yes he whispers sweet peace to me throughout all of our trouble our sorrows, whatever it might be here in this life, we have the opportunity to know Jesus Christ. And we have the opportunity to communicate with Him. We, have the, we can have the understanding and knowledge. And we can hear that still small voice. Come on. And let's see victory through Him. Only through Him. Not by your works, not by mine. I can encourage you, and that's what I want to do as I've come out here today, is to encourage each and every one of us in the way of salvation, in the way of eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Today, we throughout our country, they honor the fathers. And as I look around, I see a lot of fathers here in this room. And I have known a lot of fathers in my life. And I have known a lot of good fathers. Fathers that took care of their families and their children. And their their parents even when they needed to. There has been times when we have seen a lot of good things come from fathers. And I want to continue that and I want to encourage you. And I want to help you to understand that that is Our job as a father to encourage our children, to encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ. And as we go through and we can read and see how that other men here in this book, other disciples and followers of Christ was able to be a father to sons, to brothers and sisters, younger brothers and sisters there. And that's our job, that we need to be doing those things. And that's with all of us. Doesn't matter if we have natural children or not. We can be a father spiritually and help others on that journey to eternal life. So let's put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And let's follow him as we go through this day. And I'd like to read a little, thats just a few things this morning here. In some different places, but I think we'll probably start reading first of all. I'm just read a a few verses in Proverbs and things there, the way that what was what was spoken of in there. This is a we'll read a little bit in the third chapter of proverbs I know it seems like we've read a lot in the third chapter of proverbs but you know sometimes I I stop and I think we as human beings sometimes we just don't like we don't grasp what what is told to us naturally and spiritually too seem like naturally we can see it I can see it in myself and see it in others and especially young people that we're training or whatever, we can go out and we can talk to them, we can explain things to them, old, young, whatever it might be. And, you know, in a few weeks later or somebody can explain something to me and in a few weeks later or whatever, I may have let that slip by and I might be right back in the same condition to doing the same thing that I had been warned about or talked to about already before. And as I know that that's what the Lord's work is and he wants us to be able to continue to think about these things and have them brought to our attention quite often so that it stays fresh on our mind of how and what he has commanded and he's talked to and he's had left written here so that we could read them and we could know and understand his work. And we'll just start there at the first verse of that third chapter of Proverbs. He says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life of peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. And those first three verses right there says a tremendous amount for us all. That... Forget not the law, and in our day forget not what the message that Jesus Christ, and have the faith in Him, and repent of our sins. Do not forget those things. Keep them in your heart. He says, I will write it in your mind, and I'll put it in your heart, and we're reminded of that over and over and over and over. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Again, just acknowledging Jesus Christ. First of all, letting him be in our life in everything that we do in all that we do, do it all to the honor and the glory of Jesus Christ and God the Father. Be not wise in thine own eyes Fear the Lord and depart from evil, and that's another thing. We should fear the Lord and depart, get evil out of our life. It does not matter what shape, form, or whatever it might be. Keep that out of our life, and there's only one way that that can happen, and that's through the Spirit, through the power of that new birth, that power of the Holy Ghost. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the firstfruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. And that's the verse there that I wanted us all to think about this morning as fathers, grandfathers, as friends of whoever, a spiritual father. He says, for whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. And we talk about this quite often also, the chastening and rebuking that comes from God because we are here in the flesh. And we find ourselves quite often in a mistake, but he says he will chasten and rebuke those that he loves, and that's what Christ said. And here, hundreds of years before Christ, here Solomon was writing about these things here. He says, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding, and finding wisdom of God, and getting having the understanding of spiritual understanding that we're able then to walk close to him. But that's the, for whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. And he goes on and he, he says this, and he ties that right into how a father loves his child, even as a father, the son, in whom he delighteth. And each father that is doing as he should, he loves that son. And he wants to do everything he can to help to nourish him and to bring him forth. In God's word, if he's a righteous man. And even in another place, he even, Christ gave the parable, he says, you being evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children, but how much more does your heavenly father, the righteousness of the heavenly father, give to his children? despise not the chasten of the lord neither be weary of his correction for whom the lord loveth he correcteth even as a father the son in his in whom he delighteth keep that in mind as we go forth and remember that this is words that god had written so that fathers would be able to instruct their children in the right way. And children, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Listen to the Father. Show the right and the proper respect to Him. Let's read just a few verses here in the 22nd Proverbs. Proverb. We'll just start reading at the first verse there too and read a few verses here. He says, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. The rich and the poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. But humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Just good things morally that if we would just listen to and, and live our right life by that. Because he says the rich and the poor meet together. And I believe that that is in death, the rich and the poor. It does not matter who you are, how much money you have, how poor you are. We're going to all meet at judgment time. Right there before him. And all that will make no difference. A prudent man, though, he says, foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. He sees the evil of Satan. And he gets away from it. He does not want to get close to that. But the simple pass on and are punished. By humility and fear of the Lord are riches. And honor and life. Thorns and snares are in the way of the froward. He that doth keep his soul shall be far from them. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way he should go. And we can look around throughout the world today and we see so many children, first of all, that <clears throat> that they come from broken homes. They do not have Two parents there, the, in a lot of cases, they don't even know their father, where he is or what. And he's not there to help to train them and to bring them up in the way that they should go. Train up a child in the way he should go, and he, when he is old, he will not depart from it. That is a commandment also that he says to bring up that child and to teach them and bring them up in the nurture and admonition of God to train them. that, That is a commandment to us as fathers. And fathers, that is a great responsibility for each and every one of you to bring up your children in the way that God would have it to be done, to teach them starting out at a very young age and going all the way until death, to be setting forth the right example before them and living, living the the Word, not just a talker of it, not just someone that goes out and tells people about it, but be a doer of His Word, setting forth the right and the proper example before your children. The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. He that soweth iniquity shall reap vanity, and the rod of his anger shall fail. A lot of different things just throughout the whole Bible there that he talks about. And gives gives us messages that we will be able to understand and know what he'd have for us to do in our life as we go through in every day, whatever it might be, that we're able to live our life the way we should. I want to read just a a few verses here. A few things here in Matthew that I'm reminded of here as we're reading. This will be in the 25th chapter of Matthew. This will start here in the 31st verse. Some of the things there of what God was talking to his people about and warning them. He says, "When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he set upon the throne on, on the throne of his glory. And before them shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a sheep as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats, and he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Now these are words of Jesus Christ. I want you to hear them and I want you to understand them and I want you to think about what is being said here and let's apply it right to us in our own day. He says that when the Son of Man is coming in His glory and I believe that that's when He comes back here to the earth and all the holy angels with Him and He shall separate and then shall He set upon the throne of His glory judging The people, judging you and me. Adam's family that have here upon the earth. And before him shall be gathered all the nations, all the people that have been here upon the earth, and shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats, and he shall set the sheep on the right hand and the goats on the left, the sheep, those who believed upon him, those that trusted in him, the goats. The evil, the wicked, those that rejected him, those that did not believe upon him. That's who goes on the left. The sheep on the right, the righteous on the right, the evil on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Now that is the people there, and that's the ones that are here today that have their full faith and trust in Jesus Christ and are ready to just put it into his hand, that is what he is talking about. That's what he's saying. He says, Then the king shall say unto them on his right hand, the one that believed upon him, the one that today has an interest in that, That is what he has the most interest in right now today is how can I draw closer to Jesus Christ. That's why he has come out today. That's the ones that he's going to say on his right hand. Come, you blessed of my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you. From the foundation of the world. And what kingdom is that? That is that kingdom of God. That he has had and that he has been making ready and was ready. As he said, from the foundation of the world. God has had a place for the righteous to go. And he's had a place where the wicked would go. And we can believe that or you can reject it or whatever, but there is a heaven and there is a hell. There is the love of God and there is the wrath of God. And let's let's know that and understand it so that the wrath of God will not be rained out upon us, but His love, His eternal love, His eternal mercy will be rained out on us and we can live and reign with Him forever and ever. Then shall the king say unto him on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was unhungered and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Now he's telling them about a lot of very good Aspects and a lot of good things, deeds that they had done here upon the earth. But I want us to take pay close attention to how the righteous took hold of that and what they how they were interpreting what he was saying to them. He just made it very plain and clear that you have done these things. You have given meat to the ones that were hungry. You have given drink to those that were thirsty. He said to me, to Jesus Christ. And when I was a stranger, you took me in. When I was naked, you clothed me. I was sick, you visited me. I was in prison, you came unto me. Now listen to what... Those on the right hand were saying they did not understand. They were not able to comprehend exactly what he was saying. And because the reason that I look upon that is that they were so humbled that they could not see that they had done these things to Jesus Christ. They were so humbled in their way. There was no self-righteousness in them whatsoever. Then said all said the righteous. Then shall the righteous answer, saying, Lord, when shall we thee and hunger and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee, or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? Now I want us to think about what they were saying here and what the righteous was saying, and us as fathers. That we should be constantly willing, first of all, letting the Lord direct us in everything that we do. And we should be willing then to helping anyone, it does not matter who it is, where it is, as we'll see as he brought these things to their attention. And when saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee and when we saw thee as sick or in prison and came unto thee and the king shall answer and say unto them Verily I say unto you inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren you have done it unto me. Isn't that something to think about? Now this is fathers today and this goes for mothers Grandmothers and fathers and fathers and mothers spiritually, all of us, every one of us, we need to have this mind. And the king answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto me, unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. Now Are we setting forth the right example? Are we out there even just whatever in a very humble way ready to give someone that might not have, ready to train our children, ready to help to instill this same mindset in them? Is that our mind today? Are we trying to teach them how to live their life? But first of all, we've got to be setting forth the right example. We can go out here and talk at all we want. But if we don't set the right example, it will not follow through at all. It just is... As I mentioned earlier there, if someone might be able to just go over and tell you over and over how to do something, but if they don't give you the right example in how they're doing it and showing you how the same way as what they're telling you, it's not going to sink in at all. So let's be sure that we understand what he's talking about here. And he says, remember, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Let's keep those things in mind and know what the Lord, if he is asking us to move up, let's move up and let's be willing to lay aside our will and our way and what we think. He says there's a way that seems right unto man but therewith leads to destruction. Let's don't be on that road but let's be on that path of righteousness that leads to eternal life and let's live in accordance. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand depart from me ye cursed into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels and that's a terrible thing to think about. That here, there's two different groups of people that's going to be there standing before the King. And I want every one of us to stop and think right now that that is going to be us in a few days, a few years, whatever it might be. It'll be a very short time, but we will stand before the Son of Man as He comes in His glory. And then He will put All of us on the right or the left, we will be there just as he's talking about. We will be at this event. You and I will be there. We talk about and we see things nowadays and people will be wanting to go and they'll be talking about something coming up or some major event coming that's going to be for entertainment or whatever, and people trying to get tickets or trying to get it so that they can be at that place. Well, I can tell you, we're going to all be at this event. And we all have an opportunity to have a ticket for one of the two places. We have a ticket to be there, or we have an opportunity to have a ticket to be with Him and to hear enter you into My Kingdom. Or we can reject Him and stay on in the same way that we were born in that undone condition. And then we will be just as He says, Depart from Me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now what are we going to be? Which way are you going to be? It is a very serious thing, my friends. And I want to see every one of us hear that first word. Every one of them. The king shall say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Inherit that kingdom, and you know we can look around today and all the little frivolous things of this world, and just let them lead us right on away, and not have these thoughts of of doing the things, not doing the things that he says for us to do, just as he was telling them that but the righteous were doing it they did it was such the Spirit of God doing it within them and they were doing it in such an humble way there was no self-righteousness within them. They were just doing these things because it was godly. It was because that, that's what the Spirit was leading them to do. And here are the right, unrighteous. Listen to what took place there. He said, "For I was and hungered, and you gave me no meat; I was thirst, and you gave me no drink; I was a stranger, and you took me not in; naked, and you clothed me not; sick, and in prison, and you visited me not." Then shall they also answer him, saying, "Lord, when shall these things? When saw we thee and hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee?" In their self-righteous way, in their the way that they felt like. Lord, we've done all of these things. This is how we've lived our life in a self righteous way. They may have even done some of these things. But they were doing it to bring honor and glory to themselves, not honor and glory to Jesus Christ and God the Father. And listen to what he said. And then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, You did it not unto me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment. But the righteous into eternal life. Listen at that. We are here today. I'm looking here at a group of people that I've known most of you all my life. Or all your life. And I know that before long, you know, if time went on another, let's just say a hundred years, if it went on to that, there would every single one of us most likely be gone. We'd be gone off of this earth. We would be in a condition of eternity. And we would be in a fixed condition. How would it be? Would we be in that eternal life? Or would we be into everlasting punishment? That is a serious question, friends. But I want us all to think about it. And I want you everyone to be encouraged. Because this same man that's telling us all about these, these things here. He has made a promise that I am going back to my father. And I am going to send to you a comforter. When he was here upon the earth. He told His disciples that I go away. I'm going back. I am, I am going to be put to death. I'm going to be arrested. I'll be, go through a cruel trial, a mockery of a trial. I'll be beaten. I'll be put to death on the cross. I'll be put in a tomb, and I will ra- be raised victorious. I will be raised by God the Father three days after that and to eternal life, back to life. There's nothing that can overcome the power of God. Man thought they could, but he couldn't. Jesus Christ was raised out of that grave, and He is alive today, and where is He? He is at the right hand of God the Father, mediating for you and for me. He is there with that reached out hand, Just as Peter was sinking there in the water, he said, Lord, let me come to you if it is you. And we might have started on our journey, but we might be sinking. What did Peter do? He cried out, save me. And Jesus Christ reached down and he lifted him up and he pulled him out of that water and set him in that safe boat. And that is what He will do for each and every one of us today. Be encouraged. If we do as Peter did, Lord, save me. Peter knew he was lost. He was drowning. And if something didn't happen, if something miraculous didn't take place, he would die. And each and every one of us need to understand that we were lost. And there is something that if it is not a miraculous work through Jesus Christ in you and in me, We will be lost. We will die spiritually. We will go into everlasting punishment. But He has died for us. He has gone back and He's there at the right hand of the Father. He has sent that new spirit, that comforter back. We've read about it. We've talked about it. Do you understand that it is available to you? That new birth. And then you can be lifted up out of that Murray Clay, lifted up out of that sin and see victory. There has to be a change in your life and in my life. I've heard a story before of a man given that he said, and he gave a story that's something like this. He said that if he was going to somewhere to teach or to whatever but. And he had had an invitation to come there. And he, before he, he got there, he just messed around and he didn't get there on time. But he was proclaiming to be, you know, I'm going to be there, whatever. But he didn't. And when he got there, whoever was in charge met him and he said, where have you been? Did you not want to come? Why did you not get here on time? And he stopped and he said something like this. He said, you just have to listen to how I have, what has happened to me. He said, as I was coming down the road, I had a flat tire. And I stepped out into the road there and a truck hit me and ran over me. But I got here and the man looked upon him and he said, that would be impossible. There's no change in you. If that truck had run over you, there would have been a great change in you, in your appearance. And we can come around and we can talk about how that the Lord has entered into us and we can tell all kind of things of how I've made a prayer and whatever. But if there's not a visible change in your lifestyle for the righteous, if the righteous can't see a visible change in you, that would be just as much change as if somebody hit that truck, ran over somebody, there would be a great change in their appearance. And if you've got that new birth in you, that new spirit, there will be a great change in your appearance. Spiritually, and it will show naturally also in the things you do the places you go the things you say there will be a great change because of the Spirit of God there is two spirits and they are as different as night and day the Spirit of Satan and the Spirit of God and they are totally different one is evil liar theft, everything that can be bad is in one. And everything that is good, love, joy, peace, hope, mercy is in the other. Now do you think that you can go from this spirit here filled with wickedness and filled with the spirit of Satan to this spirit filled with God and there not be some outward appearance. There not be some spiritual appearance there. Friends, let's get serious about our eternal life. We will be at this event. Every single one of us. Doesn't matter who you are. You will be at this event. You can prepare now for eternal life. Listen. Pay close attention to what He would have for us to say and to do. Let's turn over to Ephesians and read a little little there. We've read these things a lot also. Let's read some here in the fifth chapter. Let's just start at the first verse of the fifth chapter. There's just so many good things you when you start looking and you just say it just Ties into what our word, but Lord's work, it all meshes together. And let's pay attention to what he says. He says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ has also loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling favor, Savior. Now he's just telling us, Listen, be ye therefore followers of God. As dear children and fathers, if we set forth the right example out there, and then children follow that example, just as we should be following the example that Jesus Christ did here, because he was following the example of his Father. Walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sweet sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and uncleanness or covenants, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Now here, Paul is spelling out some of the same things that Jesus was telling the people about. That the disobedient, the wrath of God would be rained out upon them. Be not ye partakers with them and paul warning these people just telling them all about these things but just go back and you can read all through there about the things that he just pointed out to not let it one time be a part of our life and he spelled out some things that you probably would say no i'm not going to be out into that at all but he spelled out some other things that might be in our lives. Let's get them all. Let's clean it all up. Let's put it into the hands of Jesus Christ, and let's be then that of let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be ye not, therefore, partakers with them, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now you're light in the Lord, walk as children of light, for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, and that's what we just talked about. I mean, just lay that out, basically, that that's what the fruits of the spirit is, the spirit of God is that love and goodness and hope and peace, mercy. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness, in all goodness, and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And that's what that Spirit's going to do. It's going to direct us to the work that would be acceptable to Jesus Christ and God the Father. For us to live our life in a way that would be acceptable to Him. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Don't have fellowship with darkness. Have fellowship with righteousness. Encourage those that are in darkness to come on, get out of it. Help them to see the truth. Help them to see the light. Encourage them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret, and we can see throughout the world today that it is that people don't even look upon it as a shame to speak of the things which used to be done in secret by people, but nowadays they bring it out and try to proclaim a month there of people being proud about not serving God, about living in an abomination of how God would live, how else to live. He says it's a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. It is a shame for people to acknowledge and to say that these things are okay of how they live their lifestyle, the unfruitful works of darkness. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Where therefore, Where therefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepeth, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. And that's what I want us all to do. Let's awake to our spiritual journey today. Awake to that. And know that Jesus is there with that reached out hand, ready to pull us up, ready to save us, ready to get us back on that straight and narrow path if we have stepped aside. He said, if you've lost that first love, he says, here is what I want you to do. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Not as a fool, but walk as the righteous. Remember what the foolish virgins did. They t- took their oil or the lamps, but did not take oil. That's just like saying, I'm a Christian, but not living in accordance with his word. It's the same thing. The wise took their lamps and they took oil with them. They proclaimed to be a Christian and they lived in accordance with how a Christian should live. And they were able to go into the marriage. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. And friends, you can look upon the days today. The things that goes on in this world. It is an evil time. But it has been going on ever since the beginning of time, basically. Satan has been there. And there has been evilness there. But Jesus warned about it. Here Paul was warning about it about 2,000 years ago. That it was an evil time. He says, redeem the time. So we need to be redeeming our time today. And walking with Jesus Christ. He is the one that paid the price for our salvation. Let's walk with Him. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Again, don't let anything, anybody deceive you. He says, be ye not unwise. He tells us to be wise spiritually. Spiritually. but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And what is the will of the Lord? The will of the Lord, the will of God, is that we all be saved. Now, how can that take place? It's His will that we all come to Jesus Christ. It is His will so much that we all be saved. It is so much so that He came, sent His Son here to die on that cross. So that his wrath would be appeased. That's what he did for us. That's how much it is God's will that we be saved. Isn't that a wonderful thing to think about this morning? That a father had such a love for his children that he gave his son so that the others might be saved. And that they might have eternal life. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and giving Him thanks today for all that He has done for us both spiritually and naturally. Look what He's done for us. Just look around and see what He has done for this group of people. Give Him the honor and the glory for it. And be not, He says, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And I would tell you, let's look at it like this in our day. Be not drunk with the cares and the things of this world wherein is excess that we can be spiritually drunken upon those things instead of being spiritually alert by getting the things of the world out of our life and putting Jesus Christ and God the Father first. But don't let the things of this world become what is excessive in our mind. And that's what we are putting all of our effort into. Don't let that be where we, should, where we want to be, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. How can that happen? Surrender to Jesus Christ. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he may present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Now he has laid out A very strong message there for us husbands and fathers of how we should live our life. It compares it to Christ that we should live and we should love our wives and love our children in the same way that Christ loved the church and He loved it so much that He was willing to be obedient to His Father and go through that death. And we should, fathers and husbands, we should do everything. We should love our wives and love our families that we might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word of Jesus Christ. Let our, our life be cleansed by that. That He may present Himself a glorious Church, not having spot or wrinkle. And let's set forth the example before our families that we are walking with Jesus Christ. Salt men to love their wives as their own bodies. He also that loveth, he that loveth his wife loveth himself, for no man ever yet hateth his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord the church, for we are members of His body and of His flesh and of His bones. For this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And that is a great mystery there. A man leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And you know something? We fathers, husbands, should leave behind all other things. He says if we put our father, we put our mother, we put our wife, we put our children, it doesn't matter what, ahead of Christ, he says that will not work. But he says we must put all these things behind us and love and put Jesus Christ and that spiritual church ahead of all things. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even of himself and the wife see that she reverence her husband and he has a way, he has a plan here upon the earth, God does of how you would have for us to live our life and how that family should be. And fathers and husbands, let's set forth and let's live a righteous life so that we can have a righteous home and lead about a righteous wife. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long upon the earth. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That should be on our mind daily, fathers. Are we standing up? Are we up and about the duty of what God would have us to do. Sir, he says, and you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. Don't go around and do things to anger them. Maybe by your self-righteous ways, but go about it in a very humble and meek and in a way that will show them the authority that God has in you. Now there are times when you have to be very bold and strong. But there are times there is in our life that we need to show humbleness that we are walking with God and that we are not self-righteous in our own way and just down on that child but we are training them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And what does He do? He says that I will chasten and rebuke you. And a father should chasten and rebuke that child in the way that the Lord would have it to be done. Let's turn over into... (coughs) Colossians. I'd like to read just a, a little bit there.
1: <clears throat>
0: Basically saying some of the same things. We'll start at the 18th chapter, but 18th verse of the third chapter. And he says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. What does our Father do? What does our Heavenly Father do to us? Does He do things to discourage us from following Him? No. Does He chasten and rebuke us? Yes. Does He point out things very strongly sometimes that we need to correct? Yes. Does He show us love and mercy in all of that? Yes. Why does He chasten and rebuke? Because He loves them. Because he, His will is that they follow Him. They do His will. They hear His word and, and live in accordance with His word. That's why He chastens and rebukes. And a righteous father will do the same. And He'll do it with love and mercy and peace. Servants, Obeying all things, your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service, as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And we don't want to just do anything with as for eye service. We want to do it in singleness and doing it to Jesus Christ, not in a self-righteous way that might show somebody will. Look, this is how righteous this person is because this is how and what they are doing here upon the earth. This is how I should, I am living my life. But we should be just very humbly and meekly following Jesus Christ. Knowing that of the Lord, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. And there is no respect of persons. None. He doesn't respect persons. Doesn't matter as we read earlier. The rich and the poor all gather at the same place. He didn't show any respect to anybody. We will all stand before Him. The rich, the poor, the righteous, and the unrighteous will stand and be judged. We will be at that event that we're talking about. And we will be there. Reminded this morning I was reading are thinking about some of the things of, of the father and about a father of what took place and how it, there was a father there that had a son and how he wanted to all he wanted to just go see the world you might say he was tired of listening and living with his father and he came to his father and he said father give me my inheritance I want to leave. I want to go. And his father allowed that to happen. And he took and he divided into both of his sons there his goods. And one took his and went away. And he wasted it on riotous living, he said, in all manner of things that we might see today. How people will just go through an enormous amount of money if they get it and living and trying to bring some kind of, a, of peace into their life when they never can get that peace because they're chasing a phantom. And the things of this world, the eye never gets full of seeing and the ear never gets full of hearing. These things of flesh never gets full of wanting entertainment more and more. The only way that all those things can be filled is by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. And it'll bring that peace upon you that nothing else can bring. But our father gave it to his son and he went off and his son after a while when he had lost everything and he was out living in a miserable condition and he could see what miserable way he was. He said, I'll just go back to my father. And tell him I'm not worthy to be his son, but I just want to be as his servants. His servants has better life than I do. And he started back. And his father saw him coming a great way off. And what did the love of that father do? His child was coming back. And he had a love for that child even though he had gone out and he had done terribly wrong. He had a love for that child to want to bring him back and to do all that he could for him to help him to see he's wrong and to help him now to go on and live a life that he should. And he went and he embraced him. And he brought forth and he said, give him a robe and put a ring on his finger. Give him some new clothes. And put a ring on his finger that shows that he's a part of this family. And his brother did not like that. And he had a great feast. His brother came home. They had been there all the time. But his father said, Rejoice. Your brother was lost and now he's alive. And I hope and I pray that everyone here today can become alive spiritually. And I know there's some that are. And there's some that's walking. There's some that need to move up. And there's some that's never started on that journey. But you will be at that event. And you will go on the right or the left. And we have that opportunity today to choose the right. Don't be discouraged. Choose the right and see victory. And let's put Satan behind us. And let's put all the things of this world behind us. We can see our undone condition. And let's see victory, friends. I want to be on the right, and I want to see You. And I know I can, and I know You can. Let's all thank Jesus Christ and God the Father for the love that He has shown to us. And let's extend that love to others here upon the earth. We'll bring this meeting to a close. We'll sing number 244. Who at my door is standing? Number 244. Four. that He might save you and give you peace and eternal life. There is no other way but through Him. And I encourage you to look to Him. Go to Him. He whispers sweet peace to us. Let us pray. To God the Father, thank You for Your encouraging words. Thank You for all that You have done for us. And God, I just beg that You give us spiritual wisdom and knowledge that we're able to stand with You and stand with Jesus Christ and be able to stand and be on that right side at that final day and to enter into eternal life. And I know that it is Your will that that is for us. And You sent Your Son for us. Have mercy on us and love. And God, just help us to see and know and walk closer to Your Son. Help us to encourage one another. And just show us what You'd have for us to do with the things You've entrusted into our hands that can benefit someone here upon the earth. Be with those that are struggling today, God. Help them to see and know the truth. And we ask these things in Jesus' name.
1: Amen.